All right, everybody. Thank you so much for what promises to be a very important night. You hear the bells over my shoulder here at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. The question is, for whom does that bell toll? We'll see tonight. Was that good? It was good, right? You saw it coming about, what, five seconds before I said it? Good, good. All right. So uh, why does this matter? Yes, this is the fourth debate, but it is the last one before we go into the holy days. And this is the last opportunity for this woman and these men to go to donors, constituents, their teams and say, you saw me up there. I can do this. So it's a really big deal what we'll see in the music hall tonight. And this is where the conversation is going to go for Ambassador Nikki Haley. For Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. They're all there with what may be their last best chance, certainly this year, to make the case. Now, on the stage, you got a heavy job as well. News Nation's own Elizabeth Vargas, Sirius XM's Megyn Kelly, and the Washington Free Beacon's Eliana Johnson are all going to be giving the questions and trying to keep them on point. Now, here... I got an easy job. I got News Nation contributor Sean Spicer, former State Department spokesperson Morgan Ortegas, News Nation contributor Mick Mulvaney, and the man, the myth, the legend, Geraldo Rivera. It's good to have each and all of you again. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Now it's starting to get exciting. Chilly here. Going to get hot in there. Uh, The question is, Morgan Ortegas, um, momentum. All right. I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm doing what we in the media do too often, which is saying something because it's being said. How real is Coke giving money to Nikki Haley and some attrition from DeSantis to her benefit? Momentum. Listen, if you if 2016 is any guide, uh, you could spend $100 million, which is a lot of money at the time in Jeb Bush's super PAC, uh, against Trump. And, and it doesn't seem to matter with voters because he is, if, if you spend all of that money, if you spend $100 million in ads against him, which, by the way, the candidates are not actually spending money in ads against him right now. But if you, if you were to do that, he still knows how to beat you and earn media. He knows how to say what he said last night, right, the line, and get the media attention. So I think trying to play an earned media game against Donald Trump is just not one that's been successful. Maybe somebody can figure out a way to do it. There is another thing, though, to the Koch brothers, which is not just the money. It's the infrastructure. They have databases. They have people. They have door knockers. Iowa is an old-fashioned retail politics kind of place, and if you could put people on the ground knocking on doors, that could could take you further than money. So yes, the money is absolutely critical. There's no question. But I don't think enough attention. But Haley doesn't have things. that in Iowa. It's DeSantis that has the ground game. But she game does in now Iowa. with Coke. Coke can bring yeah. that to play. They can. They can help. But your point is well taken. Iowa is a caucus state. On January 15th, Martin Luther King, they will gather for two to three hours in VFW halls, in government uh, buildings, and move from side to side it's over ugly. the course of three hours. Yeah. This is not a primary that most people are used to going in sometime first thing in the morning or late at night and spending 60 seconds to cast a ballot. You stand there and publicly declare your allegiance to a candidate and then move from one side to the room to the other over the course of two to three hours. This is truly a, a test of organization. Mick's right. The Koch brothers bring a lot to that because it's not just advertising. It's data and it's ground game. DeSantis's never back down pack has been spending a ton of money. They got 80 plus million dollars all on the ground there. They've got 30,000 people signed caucus commitment cards. Trump's ground game, I was out there a couple times in Iowa, is unbelievably better than it was in 2015. But getting somebody to say yes in a poll for you, to say that they're publicly supporting you is one thing. Getting them to stand there on a Monday night 
while your kids are getting, you know, have homework due or you're trying to get stuff ready for the next day and saying for three hours, will you sit there and commit to Donald Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy or Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis is quite another kind of voter. I got to tell you, Geraldo, isn't it interesting? Uh, you know, you've always been the warrior for the little guy for so many years. All this money, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars still comes down to a group of people in a room and what they want for their leadership. Money talks, brother. Money talks. Uh, <laughs> money, politics is all about money. And I, I, I hate to disabuse any idealistic uh, young person contemplating, a, you know, a public life. Uh, politics is all about money. And it's, uh, you know, you pay for meetings. It's, it's, it's obscene, but it is, it is what it is. I just want to say one thing about the Iowa caucuses. Isn't the process, Sean, that you describe uh, as arcane as it is and as labor-intensive as it is, it's so different than every place else. I mean, that's why but Iowa but, doesn't pick presidents. But they winnow the field for a reason. And I'll tell you this. If you've been out there, I've been out there in, in previous cycles for the caucuses themselves. This year I've been out a couple times at the state fair and others. They, these people take it unbelievably serious. They kick the tires. They ask them the questions. They invite them into their homes. They take the time. If you've not been out there... Uh, I don't know that you can fully appreciate it. And having been out there, I That's go, wow. That's my point. With right, all no, this no, money, he, hundreds of millions was, of dollars, but, but, but it still comes down to what the people want. This. You had about 180,000 people the last time it really mattered. The governor's predicting about 200,000 this time. So if you get 60,000 people, you're going to win. Right. DeSantis says that he's got about 30,000 commitment cards. Trump says he's got about 50,000 right there. Again, you still got to get them there. But if you can get 55, 60,000 people. That's what's going to make the difference in this race. Think about that. You want to talk about and tens not, of millions of dollars spread over 200,000 people. And <laughs> if, it, if it were just about money, Jeb Bush would have been the Republican nominee in 2016. You're absolutely right. The money is everywhere in politics. There's no question. Iowa is just different. New Hampshire is a little bit different. Even South Carolina is different. One of the great things about this system is that you don't need a lot of money early. Yes, it absolutely helps. But Barack Obama didn't have a lot of money. Well, you think about the last three winners. Cruz, yeah, he did very well. But before that, it was Huckabee and Santorum. Both individuals at that point in their campaigns, A, weren't polling high, and B, didn't have a ton of money. But they went to all 99 counties and put a ton into organizing. The voters in Iowa want to look you in the eye and shake your hand. Ramaswamy is going to all 99 counties twice. Yeah, that's a gimmick. All 99 counties. No, no, not Iowa. It's not a gimmick. I I think. here's, Here's what I think. Both Chris and I are blessed to be married to women much smarter than we are. When I see Erica, my wife, being engaged in, in this political process this early on, and she's all into Nikki Haley. My wife is a Democrat, lifelong Democrat. And here, you know, she wants to become a Republican so she can vote in the Republican primary in Ohio, uh, where we live. Uh, because of the excitement that Nikki Haley is generating as someone who can beat Trump. Because this is all about, in their view, anybody but Trump. But to my point, that's not because of money. That's something the candidate did to speak to your I wife, agree with it. I agree money. with you. I, I like that Geraldo has written on a piece of paper in front of him, scum with a box <laughs> around him. Uh, listen, <laughs> you, you know why? You know why? For a woman of her poise and dignity to call somebody scum, I like I like those chops. Well, I like I yeah, like that. that they said something about her daughter, and I would have been I I, I had her I mean, on for, she the radio the, the next day. And if they said something about my daughter, I would have thrown my high heel at him. So she had more grace. All right, than fair point. Like fair them. point. But a question, question, question. Nikki Haley. Okay, she is the only candidate I've ever seen getting what uh, we all call here momentum, who does not do a lot of media. 
Right. And I don't understand it. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We try to get her on the show all the time. It's really important to my team to make sure that everybody knows we're giving everybody a shot. Had Ramaswamy on after, you know, he, he basically damned me back to the womb uh, on the appearance before. I still had him back on. Had Christy on. We ask him all the time. She doesn't want to come on. And it's not about me. She just doesn't do a lot of media. Is that a good long-term strategy? Uh, long-term, no, but it might work in Iowa. Keep in mind, there'll be folks watching, and this is the one thing. But do you think she's hiding, or is this No, 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 no. she doesn't. She's yeah. focusing on the, the people in Iowa right now because yeah. she, she needs to, to, to uh, pumpkin spice's point. Um, <laughs> she has to do well, and she has to talk to the people in Iowa. All right? That has to stay, <laughs> by the way. It has to stink. Ordinarily, during the regular season, he's tubby spice, but during the holidays... <laughs> that, too, you has to stink. Yeah. Well, this is mixed last night at News Nation, so we... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm agreeing with you, which is that the, the, they're in there today talking to the folks in Iowa. And I, my guess is, Nikki Haley didn't do your program because she was doing something locally. Listen, I'm sorry. There's a point. It's one thing... I, I, I get what Chris is saying, because it's not just one outlet. She doesn't do anything. Right. And that's, look, the reason you do media is because you can speak. And there's a reason they do debates, is it's an opportunity. Yes, the target is Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, but you having a national audience of donors and activists that can help give you that momentum that Chris is talking about. The bottom line is, it's not like doing some media or not doing another. Christie's been doing a bunch. Ramaswamy's everywhere. DeSantis is doing a ton of conservative so media. Why not, wait, wait, but that's, why, why do you you're the South Carolinian. I, yeah. I mean, I... To defend Nikki Haley, I interviewed I, I, her. I'm not attacking She did an interview with me. She's doing another one with me coming up, so you just have to watch the Morgan Ortega maybe, show. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> it, it could be no, me. No, I, I, I would totally not. accept I that. But it's I not. Know. I think Chris is on to something. That you don't see her out there really cultivating, and it's not, you would be seeing her getting picked up um, on, on Iowa Press, if that's where she was focusing and saying, oh, great, I'm w- WHO, uh, I'm going to do those stations out there. And then other national folks would aggregate that. They're not, because she's not anywhere. So, right. And that's what I think is a problem. In terms of seeking uh, attention, Chris Christie has been unswerving in his mission to let people know that Trump is not a qualified person to be running for president of the United States because of what he did to the Constitution and the, and the constitutional process. Uh, that is Chris's holy mission, and he does it very well, and I love the guy. But he's not getting any traction. Nobody, don't, nobody wants to hear that message. It's, why don't they want to hear it? My view is that the vast majority of Republicans have decided that they are in, I am a Republican, have decided that they are in this, uh, this bubble of denial. What is the denial? That the election was stolen. The election wasn't stolen. Everybody knows the election wasn't stolen. But everybody kind of politely, with a nod and a wink and a, okay, was stolen, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, the reason I, for a, a friend for decades, Donald Trump, the reason I said I could never vote for him is because of what he did uh, you know, in the, in the days after the 2020 election. What he did was so really obscene. What he did was, was so uh, objectionable to any patriot uh, and to the constitutional process that they are sworn to uphold that I believe he has forfeited the right to be president. But I am obviously in a tiny and shrinking minority within the, the Republican Party. And I, I, I think that people will look back at this and we'll say, how is it? Like, do you, Sean, believe the election was stolen? 
I believe that what Democrats did in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin... Yes, other, no. Yes. No, no, no. It wasn't stolen, but it was... Who the, won the, the election? Who won the election? Demo- well, Joe Biden's the president, for God's sake. No, that's not the No, answer. it is an answer. That that is, no, that's the, the evasion I was talking about. No, it's not, because here's my point, and this is not where we're going on this, but the bottom line is that Democrats, whether it's in Pennsylvania with drop boxes or same-day voting, did not have the authority under the state constitution and voting laws to do what they did. They used COVID as an excuse to change the rules. Did they change the rules and do it? Yes. But was it legal? I don't think so. Let me, t- let me take Geraldo's side on this, because I'm, I'm a small-c conservative. You are as well, okay? Which is that Trump had a chance to make that yes, case. Yes, no, that's right. Not do yes, it. I agree with you so on that. So he lost the election. No, no I agree. Square. His lawyers yeah. let him down. Right. But time. you know what really matters is the price of eggs, the price of milk. Right. And that moms that live near me in Nashville, Tennessee, make real-life choices of, am I going to fill up my gas tank, or am I going to go fill up the cart of groceries? And what you just said, Geraldo, certainly President Trump is going to have to deal with that in a general election. But what most people are thinking about is, can I afford my grocery bill, my heating bill, my gas bill? And people can't. So Morgan is right. And the follow-up question, which we'll ask after the break, is why? Because to everybody's point here, look, we all know what happened if, you, if you've been following it. You know, you just had in Wisconsin, they just cut a deal uh, for the fake electors uh, to get out of really having to deal with criminality. Other states are criminally going after people who tried to put themselves in a position to take the election for the former president. That's what those states are saying. That's what the, fa- the false electors are admitting to. But it doesn't matter that much, certainly in the Republican Party. And... The people on the stage tonight and the people in the other party have to figure out why. To Morgan's point, is it that we have become so used to perfidy, to to a lack of good faith in our government that no matter what happens, we kind of expected that this is what's happening and we still just want to wonder what's going to be good for us? Takes you to the eggs, to the gas and to another problem. The Democrats had a case to make to you and maybe still do about inflation. All right. I mean, I knew if I were going to have somebody on my show, I wouldn't say that inflation's on the way up because it isn't. But if you don't believe it, then it's really not true in a campaign. So we'll see tonight. How do these the woman and the three men on the stage deal with these sticky issues, real problems in a way that makes you feel they could be there for you? We'll be right back. News Nation's first entry into the debate business. Here we are in a state that's never had one before, and it will be big. Bill O'Reilly joins us after the break. News Nation tomorrow. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is taking your phone calls live on Cuomo. Let's get after it. It's your chance to ask the independent presidential candidate why he thinks he's best for the job. Plus how his campaign could shake up the 2024 election. My plan is to win, and I don't have a plan B. Don't miss Cuomo. Tomorrow, 8, 7 central, only on News Nation. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. Football is the game of life, and it brings a community together. White, black, boys, girls. Flag, tackle. Football can revive communities. That's why I think... You know, football is on the right path. Community with football is very accepting and loving to people who enjoy the sport. Win or lose, they do it as a family. Futureforfootball.com Hello there, this is Nat King Cole wishing you all a happy and a Merry Christmas. The joy of living 
is in the giving. So let's give lots of toys for tots. Toys, toys, toys for tots. Some have too many. Some haven't any. If those who have give those who haven't, oh, what a Christmas day. The Marine Reserve will help you, will help you fill your sleigh with lots and lots of toys for tots. So give a little toy today. Since 1947, the United States Marine Corps has been helping Santa fill his sleigh, making happier holidays for deserving children right in your community. Go to toysfortots.org and learn how you can make a difference. This is Elizabeth Vargas. Join me for the next Republican presidential primary debate Wednesday, December 6th on News Nation. This is McGruff the Crime Dog, and I need you to help me take a bite out of crime. Counterfeit products are popping up everywhere. If you think buying them is harmless, think again. Counterfeits are usually made with hazardous and even lethal ingredients that could harm you and others. And the money you paid, it goes right into the hands of criminals. Remember, if you don't know where the products came from, how could you know where the money goes? You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Learn more at McGruffPSA.org. This message is brought to you by the United States Patent and Trademark Office and the National Crime Prevention Council. We are the Veterans Health Administration, and our hands provide life-changing care to over 9 million veterans across more than 1,200 facilities nationwide. Join hands with us to make an impact in your community. Learn more at vacareers.va.gov. Tonight, the final GOP debate of the year is on News Nation, America's fastest growing cable news network. News Nation's Elizabeth Vargas, Sirius XM's Megyn Kelly, and the Washington Free Beacon's Eliana Johnson moderate a live primetime event from the University of Alabama as the candidates make their case to America on the only network for all America. The News Nation Republican primary debate, live tonight, 8 Eastern. To find News Nation on your TV, go to joinnn.com. Grandpa, look what I got. Wait till you see the bike we got for Jake. It is the coolest thing. Hearing loss happens gradually with age, making it easy to ignore. Yet most older Americans aren't getting their hearing tested. Dad, can you hear me? Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association. Sports allow us to play, learn, and grow. But there's something more important than victory. At the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, we believe every athlete deserves to be safe. Safe from abuse and misconduct on and off the field. We equip athletes, parents, coaches, and others with the right education to recognize, prevent, and respond to harmful behavior. Join the movement to champion respect and end abuse at uscenterforsafesport.org. Welcome back to the University of Alabama News Nation having the all-important final Republican primary debate before the holy days. I'm Chris Cuomo. You know, I've been doing this a long time. This is not spray paint on the sides of my head. But I'll tell you, ordinarily, the best conversations are during the commercials because that's when everybody loosens up. Not tonight. Tonight you are getting to hear where people's heads and hearts are as we get into what this conversation is supposed to be about. Disagreement 
with decency. So we're setting the table for what promises to be a very important night for our democracy. Leland Vittert is inside in the spin room with a guest for whom all of this has been quite the whirlwind, my friend. Uh, whirlwind? New experience, you might say. Dr. Aporva Ramaswamy, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's wife, is with us. You and I were in Iowa together yes. uh, over, over, the, over the summer. Uh, your husband, before the last debate, put pictures of himself jet skiing. Yes. Is, is, is his preparation a little cold here for jet skiing? Exactly. What was, the, what was the day like? You know, I think it was a lot of time with our son. He brought our younger son down, our older son down here with him, so it was probably a lot of wrestling with him and trying to keep him in line. A little wrestling out, exactly. a little, little wrestling out on the stage coming up. Look, things have changed. When we were in Iowa, um, mm-hmm. there was a moment, there was something about what your husband was saying that was resonating, that was capturing... There was momentum there. That seems to be fading. Why do you think that is? You know, I, I disagree with uh, that characterization. <laughs> Rejecting the premise, all yeah, right. But, but a lot of, you know, we're out in Iowa. We have people who are busting down the doors, really, to see Vivek speak. And most of them are not registered voters. I mean, if you think of how these polls are done, I'm just learning, obviously, this is not my world. Mm-hmm. But most people who are polled are people who have been re- Republican voters in the past. And... of people who support this campaign have never voted for or supported a Republican before. So this is going to change what it means to be a Republican, and that's a lot of what this campaign is. It's about Americans, not about the straight-line Republican Party. Look, and if he can do what Donald Trump did in 2016 and turn out voters who didn't exist and didn't vote before, that does change things. The famous, the polls were wrong. I know that you all hope, hope for that. You and I were talking in the break. Um, this is new for you. It's yeah. new for your husband. Neither have you been involved in politics really no. before this, which is unusual for someone running for president of the United States. Your husband gained a lot of headlines in the last debate by talking about Nikki Haley's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, as somebody who's been attacked also uh, because of her husband and his running for president, I'm wondering... Is, is everything fair game, you think, at this point? Well, I, I, again, you know, he did not attack Nikki Haley's daughter. Fair. He attacked, he was, he attacked, he he attacked saying, Nikki Haley, fair. He was, brought saying, her, brought he, her was up. he was mentioning the hypocrisy of tearing down TikTok, which is a great way to get attention of younger voters, by someone whose own children are on TikTok. That's the whole premise, is that the younger voters are there, and we have to go to them. We can't just preach from... You know, just the news services, cable services that they might not be watching. I mean, are you guys on TikTok? Yes. Okay, there we go. Isn't everybody on TikTok? Not Nikki Haley. Well, she doesn't like people being on TikTok. (gasps) Help me understand, from your perspective as a wife, how this has changed, watching these debates has changed your view of politics, your view of your husband. What's it like watching him up there? You know, I'm extremely proud of him because I know how hard it is to represent with your own values consistently, even when there are so many people who are willing to mischaracterize what you're saying. It's been the, hard, the thing that I'm so proud of him for is that he consistently goes and talks about the things that matter to us, the voters, people who are sitting at home. You know, I'm a doctor. I've never thought I was going to be part of this whole world. And the things that bother me, the things that are matter to me are the things that he is talking about, the things that matter to my friends and the people we love and care about. And that is who he's representing. He's not representing what maybe the mainstream Republican Party may like to hear. But that's why we're in this. It's because the mainstream Republicans have failed us. And that's why we're doing this whole 
Yeah, I think I said this uh, to you all in Iowa, that you were the only campaign that's running an unsafe campaign. Uh, And I think you asked sort of what did I mean by that, that your husband, he'll talk to everybody. He's far more accessible um, than Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley is in terms of interviews. He's willing to to mix it up and go on with people. I'm wondering if if that's just his personality or if it was a common, a conscious decision. Well, you know, it's both. That's why we're doing this is because we need to get to everyone, not just one small segment of the population. And so, yes, it's an intentional decision, but it's one based on him being the best person to be doing it. It's someone who enjoys talking to people, who really understands what matters to people, and he's willing to treat them with respect, but hold firm to his values. All right. Uh, what has what goes on in this hour? You're nice enough to spend this time with us, but it's 36 minutes to the debate right now. You're going to go back and talk to your husband for a minute. What are you guys going to talk about? Yeah, I think we're going to be talking to our older son, Karthik, because he's in there with Vivek right now. We're going to be talking to him. That's really what we do is we spend time together as a family. We try to focus on what's important and then go out and he, Vivek knows what he needs to say at this point. It's just about staying grounded on what's the important part. Well, uh, a four-year-old will keep you grounded. Oh, yeah, they will. I don't have one, but I've heard. It's nice to see you, ma'am, as always. Thank you. Pleasure. Good to see you, Chris. All right, Leland, thank you very much. Uh, so this is an interesting part of the dynamic. We just had uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's wife uh, there uh, making the pitch for the candidate. So you've all uh, been around uh, the situation. They're getting ready to go up there on the stage. Uh, give me some reminiscences about, uh, Sean, I'll start with you, where the candidate's head is right before they go on the stage, especially when it's a night that matters like this, and what is kind of done in those moments. I think the interesting thing is it depends on the candidate. So some of them just want to chill and relax and some of them are sitting there doing prep and back and forth and sparring it just depends on who you are and what what works for you but there is no cookie cutter approach i've seen it both ways or somewhere in between it's just going to depend on how they like to get prepped and whether they're a game day fighter or not but some people just like to walk into the ring and go Mm. You got anything you remember? Yeah, I've done about 12 of these. I was trying, not obviously at this level, but, you know, a couple 50,000, 100,000 people, something like that for a congressional seat. Um, this is like a final exam. If you've done it properly, you've worked on hard, you've worked hard, you've prepped, you've done it, you've done it, you've done it, and now you just want to get it over with. You want to get up and get them and be done with it, just like you did on your final exam at yeah, college. It's I'm so different for us, you know, because, uh, you know, Geraldo raised me in this business, gave me all my opportunities, taught me how I wanted to be. I've never seen anybody what he's, do what he's able to do in television. Um, I, you never have a nervous moment. You get out there, you do what you do because you know how you do it. These people are petrified most of the time before they go. <laughs> You know, I, I just, I was thinking of reminiscing about uh, the, the election night. And I, I, for years, stayed at the Peninsula Hotel. And the great legend in the Peninsula Hotel is in 2016, that's where Hillary and Bill Clinton made their headquarters. And all the staff, and, and she was kind of imperious in the way she behaved. I'm not putting down in, in any way. I, I have high regard for the Clintons. But... Uh, uh, election. She obviously lost. And the staff re- remembers blow by blow how she went through the stages of grief, how she went to dis- disbelief and the, uh, the bundle of deplorables. And I can't believe this is happening to me. And then by the end of the evening, to be so deflated. She wasn't the former first lady. She wasn't the former senator. Uh, she was a yeah. defeated candidate for president of the United States, and everyone said that she was going to win. It, it, she couldn't lose, and, and now that's part of the legend of the Peninsula Hotel. But, you know, we get, so, we get so casual about how, oh, they're going to go out there. You know, 
This is so important uh, for, like Nikki Haley's campaign uh, just put out, oh, uh, the ambassador expects everyone on the stage to come after her tonight because of the momentum. Now, why do you put that out? One, maybe because you honestly believe it. Uh, Two, it's because you are nervous. Oh, no, no. I think it's also so set expectations. Yes. Because she wants to set the stage so that, it's again, I, this is about you. You want to make sure that people have an expectation. So when the media analyzes this afterwards, as we'll do, we'll say, well, she said that she was going to get attacked. Wow, she hit back well. They're, everybody is going to be putting out a statement right now. You're playing a game, set. but yes. I'm saying right now you have one woman and three men. Who are walking around? They know this is their last chance, no, Morgan. I, this I, I, I disagree. Yeah. I really don't think they're that nervous. I, I've they, got, they've hey, done this funny. before. I was showing some of the folks at dinner last night. When a guy can't figure a, out how to smile, it's because no, he is locked up with how important that that's smile is. That's his personality. Is. That's just Ron's. Ron. His, his personality yeah. is I don't know how to smile. Ron's not a smiler. He's just not. <laughs> but, but he's not. It depends. Like I was saying before, it depends. We've got pictures not of smiler with Trump at one of the, the primary debates, and he's walking up to Marco, going like this, like they they measured hands, if you remember that viral moment uh, where Trump made a, a point of his hand size. And yet backstage, they're right getting ready to go on stage, and that's what they're joking about. And there's this beautiful picture that was captured, you know, of that interaction, because they're, you kind of, if you've done this enough times, and all of these folks have been, with the exception of Ramaswamy prior to this cycle, have done it. They've yep. been governors. Th- this is not their first rodeo. The big test is, is, does Nikki or DeSantis or whoever, do, do they let the attacks get to them? She did when she called Ramaswamy right. scum. She let that attack get to her a little. I, I would have lost my cool if somebody went after my kid, too, so I get it. But it's important but, to show that you process the way the people right. you have, want process. Yeah. And Don't I think having five. been at the podium, as, as Sean has, having been at the podium at the State Department, I knew when reporters were picking at me and just trying to get a viral moment for Twitter. And that's what everybody's doing on this debate stage. And the question is, can she keep her cool? and withstand all the all the attacks and okay. not let it get there. You just have we're to gonna, roll off your back. We're going to take a break. Easy to say, hard to do. We're getting very close. We're half an hour away from the last opportunity for this woman and these three men to make the case to you and to the people they need to keep them in their campaigns that they are the best in the field, except for Trump. Stay with us. Night politics. Excuse me if I just want to laugh just a little. Stay up all evening with Antenna TV and enjoy your favorite classic sitcoms. Designing women. You're kidding. Oh, be still my heart. Becker. Check out the Hippocratic Oath. It doesn't mention nice. Wings. I'm laughing already. Classic comedy all day, all night on. My name is Michael Houston, Navy veteran and VFW Post Service Officer. I'm encouraging all United States military veterans and active duty members to take advantage of the many benefits and privileges you've earned by serving our great country. Please reach out to a veteran service officer or your local VFW. You served your country. Now let your country serve you. For more information, call 800-827-1000 or visit Benefits.gov. This is Kelly Meyer. Get my podcast, Kelly in the Capital, at NewsNationNow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. My mom has taken up going to the park to practice yoga. My dad's going to a club, but not a book club, a salsa club. Finding new hobbies comes with age. 
My mom has started getting lost and not knowing where she's going. Becoming lost or disoriented doesn't. Confusion with time or place may be a sign of Alzheimer's. An early diagnosis can help improve the quality of life for your loved one. Learn the warning signs of Alzheimer's at 10signs.org. Brought to you by the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. Don't find yourself saying, I'll trust water bottles and a flashlight to save the day, but I'll be proved wrong. With a tornado approaching, I'll realize that I like a wheelchair-accessible shelter. When the floodwaters rise, I'll be up in the attic with 20 cans of beans. It's a recipe for disaster. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. What's that sound? That's the sound of Downy Unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long. There it is again. It's like music to your ears or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a Downy Unstoppable bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppable's in-wash scent beads. All right, I'm going to keep using this line because it works. You hear the bells behind me in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama? The question is, for whom do those bells toll tonight? This is a big night. It's the final debate, the final opportunity for Nikki Haley, DeSantis, Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy to make the case to you and to their donors and their constituents and their teams that they can get it done. And then the big if. If it's not Donald Trump, who is kicking the polls in every category that he's compared to them. He's winning in every demonstrable category. So tonight really matters, except for the big guy. And that's why we're here. Now, I have a great panel with me that I hope you got to see earlier tonight as well. Former South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford, Republican strategist Scotty Nell Hughes, former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, and journalist Lindsey Granger. Uh, Governor Sanford, I was getting beat up in the last panel. They weren't agreeing with me about this, so I'll try again. But, um, look, you have been uh, involved in these, so have you, of course, Governor, the pressure. And they were saying, oh, no, 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 they're not nervous. People, listen, I grew up in it. My father was a great debater. May he rest in peace. My brother, they know how much this matters. Absolutely. And how is that managed as the person has to go out on that stage and you know you may not get another shot? What is that like? Uh, You know, people have different styles. I mean, I think Chris Christie, who prides himself on debate, is probably out talking to other folks in the green room right now. Other folks are hunkered down and absolutely by themselves and wanting to make sure it's, you know, that they're in the the moment. And so I, I would say it's personality dependent. People sort of fit with who they are. But it is absolutely crunch time for a number of these candidates. And, and to, to the point that's been made several times, it is indeed make or break. Because with the holidays coming, you, you're losing a couple weeks there. I mean, this is their last chance to make their case before the American public. Yeah, no, I think, uh, look, they're all experienced. And this is the fourth debate that they've had. They're, some of them are feeling more confident than others. They all know that they can get up there and do it. But the pressure is there because uh, this it's make or break. This is their last chance. And it's a soundbite culture. It's, so, you know, Lindsay, when they get out there, uh, Nikki Haley's campaign put out um, a message 
The ambassador expects, because of her momentum and the moves in the polls, for everyone on stage to come after uh, her. Uh, look, that is, that's a good thing to say, right? You know, you're patting yourself on the back by setting low expectations for what's going to happen. Um, but a moment can make the night. Right. We have to be realistic about it. Right. So stuff that travels beyond the live television show is then social media and what becomes of that. Um, but when you go too low, you know, the classic statement by Michelle Obama, you have to go high. You have to figure out how to be that candidate, because when you go too low, people did not like what Vivek did last last debate, um, deci- bringing someone's children into it. And so I think you have to decide, like, what points you're going to hit on and at the same time be impactful enough to say what you would do as president because people still don't know these candidates besides Chris Christie is wholly anti-Trump. Vivek is basically Trump. And then DeSantis and Haley are the same person to a lot of people. And I think that Haley, since she has the momentum, has to really differentiate herself. Or DeSantis, since he had the momentum. I mean, a year ago, he was the party's golden child. Um, has to be become that again and figure out what that looks like for him. And by beating the other person up, I don't know if that's the best strategy. But, but uh, can I interrupt? You know, yes. It, it, it goes back to how it plays, though, on social media. I mean, Vivek's point was actually a legitimate point. If you can't control TikTok in the House, how are you going to control it across the country? But but again, it gets picked up and it's interpreted by the spin rooms and others, and it just goes from there. And it's it, a lot of it's out of the candidate's control at that mm-hmm. point. Well, since this is the last debate, I think the challenge should be for every single candidate on that stage is to define themselves. Don't let anybody else, don't let Donald Trump, who's not there, don't let any other candidates define you. Act like you're the only one on the stage. Let your presence be known. Don't define your answers based off what somebody else says. Have it already ready to go what you're going to talk to the American people. It is just you and the American people, nobody else, maybe the host of the show. I would definitely go along with what they say. But don't let this be about getting involved in what the others are going on the stage. It's about you and your message. You are correct. Easy to say, hard to do. We do it here on the stage every day. I know, but the stakes are different. And somebody baits you, and then all of a sudden you feel the crowd is responding to it. You know, who knows what happens? And that's why we watch. That's the most beautiful thing about democracy and process, especially in a live event, is that you get to see it happen in real time, and you are the judge. Leland Vittert is in the spin room. All right, with Hogan Gidley here, formerly of the Trump White House, President Trump, as we've been talking about, uh, leads here uh, in the polls without even being in the room. Right now it's 60 points. Uh, and the rest of the crowd uh, of the other non-Trumps on the stage seem to be trading amongst the support uh, there. And no one has been able to actually cut into Donald Trump's support here over the past uh, three debates. Is there anything that Nikki Haley, who has the momentum, that Ron DeSantis, who has the money, uh, could say that would all of a sudden you think change that, not necessarily with the diehard Trump supporters, but with the MAGA agnostic folks? I don't think so, in large measure, because what they were saying, or what they have been saying this entire time, is I'm Donald Trump's policies without his personality. I can do all the things he can do, but you won't have any of the other drama. Now, I would argue. No mean tweets. Uh, right, well, I would argue. The way things are in D.C., the way things are in this country right now, you need someone with his personality. I don't work for Donald Trump. I'm just saying I've I've lived this. I've seen it over the last several years. And that's a crowded lane because everyone was trying to take hold of that and say, that's going to be me. I I can be all those policies. But inherently, there's a problem with that. You're saying, if you elect me, I promise I'll do those things. They very well may. But Donald Trump already did them. So he can come back in and say, you know, I can do them again because I did them already. That's tough for someone to break, break out of. And look, you have a primetime debate. You're going to have primetime topics. But the primetime candidate 
isn't here. And even though he's not here, it's like if he were here, he'd suck all the oxygen out of the room. He's not here, and he still sucks all the oxygen out of the room. It's fascinating to watch yeah. in politics because I've been doing this for 25 years. I've never seen someone with a stranglehold on a movement or on the base like Donald Trump has. So that was on display last night uh, in, in a way that he's able to command and say things that not only take oxygen out of rooms, they take oxygen out of news cycles. Uh, he was asked by Sean Hannity uh, at a town hall in Iowa about whether or not he would use the power of the presidency for retribution. Here was his answer. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. All right. Other than day one, he won't be a dictator. Now everybody's going to have to answer for, will you support a dictator? Is it okay to be a dictator? On and on and on. Yeah. Okay. This would be the question. How much of this helps Donald Trump in the primary, which it does, because he's going to play the victim from all the media criticisms he got. He lost to Joe Biden in large part, we know from polling, because of moments like this and how the media treated him. You can debate whether it's fair or not. Is there a lane for people on the stage to say, yeah, you may not like me as a primary candidate. I may not be the primetime candidate, but I can win. They're saying that. It's not getting them anywhere. This isn't new ground for them to tread at this point. Look, I think what they're all waiting for is to somehow be around, have the money to keep going and hope beyond hope that the legal system somehow fatally wounds Donald Trump in this situation. I don't think that's going to happen. But look at the map and look at the math. You're talking about Iowa where Ron DeSantis thinks he's going to win. If he doesn't win there, it's going to be problematic for him to keep going, obviously. Nikki Haley thinks she can kind of make a stand in New Hampshire. Yeah, I got got only a couple minutes, so I want to flip this on its head. Let's just say we're sitting here in a Super Tuesday on a similar stage like this, okay? Sure. And the following things have happened. Ron DeSantis has won in Iowa. Nikki Haley has won in New Hampshire. We're going to be sitting here and saying it all started in Tuscaloosa. Uh-huh. We're going to say that. There's going to be something that happened tonight that changed the conversation. Sure. Okay, well, we have a primetime debate in 20 minutes, okay? So what, what has to happen to change the dynamic? Yeah, or- but if, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. You can't if your way to this. We know the, the reality that exists right now, and Donald Trump's stranglehold is going to be tough to beat, especially when he's not on the stage. Look, I think there are ways that Nikki and Ron and Vivek and Chris Christie can have their fights because they're trying to rise to the top of that second tier because they want to be the candidate in waiting should Donald Trump mess up and have a fatal flaw or, again, the legal system take him out. I don't think anything on this stage obviously is going to help him surpass Trump, but it can help them jockey for that number two position. So in other other words, this is a debate for who becomes Gavin Newsom. All these people are better than Gavin Newsom. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right. Uh, the national anthem, when we come back, we are now uh, 17 and a half minutes away from the start of the News Nation's fourth Republican debate from the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. Hey, everybody, Chris Cuomo here. News Nation is America's fastest growing cable news network, delivering fact based, unbiased news from all sides. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinmn.com. News Nation, news for all America. 
Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We go through safety training and try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Where can the skills you learn with ham radio take you? Amateur radio, often called ham radio, is the place where today's engineers got their start. Ham radio is more popular than ever before. With hands-on training in electronics, engineering, and digital communications, modern hams interface computers and radios in entirely new ways. Ham radio in the 21st century can take you around the world or into a whole new career. Learn more. Go to ARRL.org. Join us. When you use bounce dryer sheets and your clothes look amazing, it's the sheet. Less static in your life? Yeah, it's the sheet. Smelling fresher than ever? It's the sheet. Oh, so soft fabric? Ooh la la. It's the sheet. Less wrinkles on your clothes? You know it's the sheet. Bounce dryer sheets. More freshness, more softness. Less static, less wrinkles. It's the sheet. Tonight, the final GOP debate of the year is on America's fastest-growing cable news network, News Nation. News Nation's Elizabeth Vargas, Sirius XM's Megyn Kelly, and the Washington Free Beacon's Eliana Johnson moderate a live primetime event from the University of Alabama as the candidates make their case to America on the only network for all America. The News Nation Republican primary debate, live tonight, 8 Eastern. To find News Nation on your TV, go to joinnn.com. A message from Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. I came to Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous overweight and depressed. I was dieting, binging, stealing food, and lying about it for years. For help, call 781-932-6300 or visit foodaddicts.org. I knew I had a weight problem. I didn't know I was addicted to food. The FA program gave me a healthy body. I'm free from obsessing about my weight or food. Call FA 781-932-6300 or visit us on our website at foodaddicts.org. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. But we're going to hear our favorite song of all. The national anthem is going to be any moment now. What a great night uh, for one of the students, Reese Hunter, a junior here at the U of A, is going to be singing the national anthem and doing it a cappella. And I happen to have a daughter who sings, and I know how difficult uh, that is to do. So we all look forward to that big moment, which is going to get us into the mood for who wants to make the best case for this country. Uh, we have former Governor uh, Mark Sanford, Republican strategist Scotty Nell Hughes, uh, former Governor Larry Hogan, journalist Lindsey Granger. So as soon as we hear uh, that the anthem is uh, getting ready, we'll go to it, of course, take it in full, as we should. Uh, I keep saying, Gov, uh, that we're going to give you politics at News Nation 
the way it's supposed to be. And by that, I mean uh, that you're doing disagreement with decency. You're trying to remember that it's about the people and not just the simple horse race. But what is the reality for the people on the stage tonight in terms of whom do they need to impress most? That's a really good question. Um, you know, look, you're, you're trying to impress the people of the country that are watching and tuning in tonight, but, you know, there's a big focus on Iowa for, for DeSantis and Haley. They're trying to impress those Iowa voters. Christie's trying to impress the people in New Hampshire. But, you know, they've got, it's a fine line they've got to walk because they want to come across as civil. They want to talk about some positive things that they, that they want to espouse about what they're going to do if they were the nominee or they were president. But they also have got to score some points because it's now or never. They're not, if they don't get ahead, you don't, convince people why you're better than the other guy, you know, the, then you, nothing's going to change. Well, look, it, it's a comparison, right? Any way you look at it, Lindsay, I'll stay on this side with you. Um, I, oh, the Alabama Honor Guard is here. As soon as I see that Reese Hunter, the junior at the U of A, is going to sing the national anthem, I'll go right to it. Well, uh, to take us there, Lindsay, well, um, who, do you, who are you going to be watching first tonight? I think everybody's watching Nikki Haley, but I think it's really important to know the goal for all the candidates on stage. They have to really care about really chipping away at Trump's lead. He's leading so far ahead of them that they have to make an impact tonight. And I'm talking about moving the needle to enough to a point where they're having a new discussion that they're in double digits in the 20s. And we're seeing that leading into Iowa and after Christmas break that there's a clear front runner. And that's really between DeSantis and Haley. And I think without that, we're going to see that we never see some of these people. Here we are. Again. The University of Alabama junior Reese Hunter singing the national anthem. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the red Parts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the Well done, Reese Hunter Jr. at the University of Alabama. Probably the toughest performance of the night. A very hard song uh, to sing well, and she did it a cappella. Good for her. Uh, Now, we're going to see the candidates come out onto the stage because they're so anxious they're going to start early. No, they're out there for a photo op. They're going to do that, then they're going to reset, and the debate will start as planned. Here are the moderators there that we have from all the three different things. Of course, uh, we've got News Nation's Elizabeth. 
Elizabeth Vargas there leading the way. Uh, we have Sirius XM's Megyn Kelly, and we have Eliana Johnson from the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, all three are there. All will be asking questions, of course. It's a very proud night for us here at News Nation. First time we've ever had a debate. First time they've ever had a debate here in Alabama. And again, can't say it enough. This is the last chance for people who want to be your president to make a case to you before the holy days, when they'll be dealing not with just their family, but all of our families and the donors and the constituents and the Iowans that they need to believe in them. This is the moment. Either they make it or they don't. So, Scotty, um, let's talk about a little TV here for a second. Three moderators, all women. What does that add to the mix about uh, what the candidates have to deal with? Well, make no mistake. It's incredibly smart for the Republican, for the RNC to choose an all-female panel right now. There has been a large... Remember, this is the party that put women in binders not too long ago. And now it's showing that we are going to put an all-female panel to question the possibly the contendents for the next president of the United States. So this actually... Yes, I'm going to scream feminism, girl power. That's exactly what it is to show that the feminism and the women's issues are not just owned by the Democratic Party, that conservatives and Republican women are just as strong and just as fierce. They can moderate a debate. Of course. Gov, um, how big a deal is the moderator when you're up there? Uh, Unless they're, you know, playing, you know, between the 40-yard line and the 40-yard line, I, I would say not that much, because the real debate, again, is who are you talking to out there in the public, and are you resonating with that voter? And again, are you contrasting and saying, I'm ultimately better than Scotty is, or Scotty's better than I am in, in, in making your case? Can it, it's not, I, I would argue, not enough to say, this is what I believe. This is what I believe, and this is why I can get the job done better than Scotty. And again, the candidates are out there. They're just doing a set for some photos, uh, some TV TV business. They're going to go back uh, behind the stage, and they'll come out and reset at the top of the hour when the debate actually uh, begins. Now, uh, former President Trump. Uh, learned a lesson the hard way about tussling with a moderator. Uh, When he had uh, his exchange with Megyn Kelly, it wound up helping her. You can like the reasons why or not, but did not help him, uh, which is one of the only things we saw really stick on him. What's the lesson? Well, I I don't think you're going to see any of these candidates make the same mistake, that's for sure. But that was a big night for Megyn Kelly and a bad night for Donald Trump. I I would disagree a little bit with the gov. I I think the the moderators really do make a difference. I think it's a big deal that we have these three powerful women up there. I think it's a big night for them, for the candidates, and for News Nation. I think uh, this is really a great night. Yeah, you know, Lindsay, uh, you know, for us, uh, this has always been the mission, you know, to kind of get in the game and be able to uh, help people make the choices for themselves. Media's got a tough task with this also. It's very hard uh, to keep this election focused on where the country is right now in terms of how we get it to a better place. Uh, What will people be looking for tonight? I think there's specifically so much news going on. Even if we talk about the moderators, they are women. There's news surrounding women. There has been since the last election. And I think that it's so important that uh, for Nikki Haley, let's say, you capitalize on the fact that there are three women up there and then push your agenda. For DeSantis, you capitalize on that situation and explain what you're planning on doing. And same thing for Christie and Ramaswamy. Um, but I think it's very important that we look at all the issues happening. Uh, there, we're in the middle of two wars that we are aligned with, closely aligned with. People want to know where the money is coming from. And especially as people in part of the conservative party, that's a big issue. How are we paying for these things? We see that the Senate is currently in a standstill regarding this exact issue. So even though foreign policy is not that big of a deal, we know we have foreign policy experts on the stage, right? So what are you going to speak to that and how are you going to speak to that? And then I think the most important thing that I'll keep drilling home is the economy. People really want to know how they're going to pay for things 
tomorrow because this year has not been great financially for a lot of people. You know, I've always had, you know, you're not going to hear a journalist say this, but I've always wanted to see a debate with no moderators. Uh, I think you have a, you have, I think, I think you have a great panel it's of them. It's called WWE. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> but I'll tell you why. I think you'd learn a lot more about the men and women because you'd get to judge the things about, well, how, oh, wow, he was really interrupting her. Did you see him step in front that way? That, that was really rude. I, I think it would be an interesting measure. But, of course, that, that won't happen, and probably for good reason. But I also think that it, it reminds people, Scotty, of what you want to focus on in terms of you, they have to spray a lot of issues. And that means that you have a lot of opportunities in short segments to say things to your earlier point in case the audience didn't catch it. How important is it that these uh, men and this woman know, okay. here's what I'm going to say when this comes up. I'm not going to be distracted. Well, it's extremely challenging. And let me just point this out. What, the, what these candidates have to do is they have to not look like they're the D.C. Beltway establishment. They have to look like they're someone that you want to invite into your living room, you want over for dinner, you want to meet uh, your family, and they have to be real, genuine, and trustworthy. And some of them might have that might be more challenging than the others. Yeah. yeah. Christie's got his game face on. Last word to you, Gov. Yeah, again, how many times do you remember the moderator? I mean, they right. set the edge of the playing field, and unless they interrupt inside the 40 and the right. 40, at that point, you remember the candidates and what they said. That gotcha. Be- All right, everybody, thank you very much. Very exciting. The fourth and final Republican presidential debate. DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, and Christie. Stay with us. sense of theme here your favorite sitcoms from the 80s and 90s are all in one place rewind tv just go to rewindtv.com and check it out so you just switched to verizon 5g home internet maybe you won't mind waiting for everyone to log off so your network signal isn't congested or maybe it's time for better internet fast reliable internet switch to xfinity learn more at xfinity.com slash verizon 5g facts we got out of Washington State, and I think a week after, state went on lockdown for COVID. So then when we transitioned to Texas, it was very much so like, what are we going to do now? Operation Homefront has allowed our family to make something of ourselves again in the world after military. It's completely changed the way our life is. It took us from a hopeless situation, and now we're homeowners. We have a savings account. I'm the first one to own a home out of my siblings. Visit OperationHomefront.org to learn more. With more than 5,000 journalists working for you in newsrooms coast to coast, this is News Nation, America's fastest growing news channel. When I grow up, I want to be a teacher. Because when I'm a teacher, I can help kids to learn and chase their dreams. PI, a defect of the immune system, affects millions of children. Early and accurate diagnosis and treatment give children like Sam a chance to achieve their dreams. It takes a lot of caring teachers to make school fun. It took a lot of caring people to keep my dream alive. And now, because of them, I can be head of the class. For more information, visit the Jeffrey Modell Foundation at infoforpi.org. Ew, gotta get rid of this old Backstreet Boys t-shirt. Tell me why. Because it stinks, boys. Tell me why. I've washed it so many times, but the odor won't come out. Tell me why. No, you tell me why I can't get rid of this odor. Have you tried Downy Rinse and Refresh? It doesn't just cover up odors. It helps remove them. Wow, it worked, guys. Yeah. Downy Rinse and Refresh removes more odor in one wash than the leading value detergent in three washes. Find it wherever you buy laundry products. Hey, everyone. 
Operation Lifesaver here. Today, we're going to find out what delivery drivers know about railroad safety. What do you do if your vehicle gets stuck on the railroad tracks? Get out of the car. Correct. Do you take the pizza? No, then I call my boss. No, then you call the number on the blue and white ENS sign. And tell them I'm stuck in the crossing ID number. Exactly. Remember, get out, get away. Find the blue and white sign to save your life. Leave the pizza. See tracks, think train. For more information, go to oli.org. All right, thank you very much for joining us here. The big moment, the last chance for this woman and three men who want to be your president to make the case to you before the holy days as to why they have the goods. Thank you for joining us here at News Nation. We're very excited to be able to give you politics the way it should be delivered, which is a debate that is about disagreement, but with decency. That's focused not on little discrete issues that only matter to the establishment, but about the issues that are a part of your life and your family's concerns every day. That's what we're hoping you take from this tonight. And 